And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. And big news from the New York Jets, according to multiple sources, Jets Pro Bowl safety Jamal Adams has informed the team that he wants to be traded, and according to Adam Schefter, he has listed seven possible teams he would like to be traded to, the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. Now there's a lot to get into here, but I'm going to start off with this. Jet fans, you can relax a little bit because a player can demand a trade. That doesn't mean a team is going to trade him. I do believe that the Jets as an organization want to keep Jamal Adams. They are working on a plan to try to keep Jamal Adams, but there are two sides to this equation. And I've gone over this on two episodes, the top five reasons for why they should extend him now and why they should wait. And you can see that for both parties, it is a very difficult situation right now. We've seen Jamal Adams this week come out and talk about Patrick Mahomes eventually getting a contract, talking about how Chris McCaffrey already has a deal and that he deserves a new deal. And I get that, but you have to understand we're still going through a pandemic. I mean, the NFL right now and franchises, they're trying to figure out how their season is going to be played. And I do think one underlying thing that no one is talking about is what the impact this season is going to have on the salary cap. Because if you're going to have a couple games without fans, that's going to dramatically impact the revenue of teams and could impact the salary cap. So a team who might be planning for the salary cap to go up next year, it might be the same. It might even go down a little bit. We don't know. And... You just have to look around the league. I mean, Christian McCaffrey got his extension fairly early. You look at a lot of guys around the league and the free agents, have you noticed that they haven't signed Jadavion Clowney, Logan Ryan? I do believe a lot of these general managers are looking at the situation and want to see, okay, what's our roster size going to be allowed this year? If we have to bring in extra players, it might not make sense to overpay for one player for one position when we need three extra bodies. They don't know what the protocols are going to be, so I do think there's a lot of questions in the air, and teams don't want to dole out money right now because they don't know what the money situation is going to be. And I love Jamal Adams was talking about Patrick Mahomes. If anything, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes should have been paid this summer. They haven't even been paid yet, and they've been more valuable to their franchises than Jamal Adams. I love Jamal Adams, but when you really look at it, defensive players... They don't impact the game like quarterbacks. And you look at a lot of the big defensive deals in recent history, outside of Aaron Donald, a lot of these contracts, these organizations regret. I love C.J. Mosley, but you can't tell me the Jets are regretting that contract paying him $17 million a year. And Jamal has come out and said he doesn't want to be just the highest paid safety. He wants to be the highest paid player on the Jets. So he wants more than $17 million. So the Jets are going to put $18 million into a safety. And then they have to figure out the next offseason, their quarterback situation. So for the Jets, I get why they don't want to extend Jamal right now. Because of the pandemic, because of everything going on, because of the uncertainty. I get why they don't want to do this extension now. And the fact that Jamal Adams has two more years left on his contract. He's in the final year of his contract. He has two more years left. But I can also see it from the Jamal Adams side. He's reached two pro bowlers. He's frustrated 
by the lack of winning. And he's a very competitive guy. Just look at the list that he has put out. Look at the teams. They're all playoff teams, and a lot of them, you would say, I could see them making a Super Bowl run. All seven of those teams that he listed. So I get where he's coming from. He wants to be the face of the franchise. He wants to be paid the way a high-profile athlete should be paid, the dynamic player at his position. I get that side of it, too. And I do think that the Jets, and I said one of the big reasons they should pay him now, is because if they don't pay him, it's going to create problems in the locker room and because the price is just going to keep going up if he keeps playing the way he's playing. With all that being said, though, it's a situation where I look at it and saying, to me, this feels more like a shot across the bow because Jamal Adams knows what's going to happen. His camp understands that by doing this, it's going to put pressure on the Jets because they know that the Jets fan base is going to be hitting up the Jets' social media and telling them that they have to sign Jamal Adams. But I also can see where Joe Douglas has come from. He doesn't want to overpay for players. This is a GM that wants to look for great value. And to build a football team, you have to understand value. You can't overpay for players. And I understand Adam Gase wanted C.J. Mosley. But you can't tell me that one of the big strikes against McCagnan was giving him $17 million a year and vastly overpaying him compared to what the market for inside linebackers were. And that's a huge captain on the Jets' salary this year. It is a situation where both sides have a great argument. Both sides have a great opinion. But to me, this is more of Jamal Adams saying to the Jets, I'm unhappy. I want a new contract and I'm threatening you if I don't get a new contract. Let's put it this way. If it comes out tomorrow that the Jets and Jamal Adams have reached an extension, you cannot tell me that Jamal Adams isn't going to be praising the Jets and going to be as happy as a clam. You have to look at the situation from the Jets too is they're in control. They don't have to necessarily trade him to the seven teams he's asked for. Because if you look at it, those are teams that are going to be picking in the 20s or high 20s in the draft. So a first round pick isn't as valuable. But I also would say this. The franchise's future is not going to be determined by Jamal Adams. It's not. Let's just be honest. It's about Sam Darnold. And I am still a big Sam Darnold fan. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. But this is a huge year for Sam Darnold. Because if the Jets have a bad season, and Sam Darnold does not improve, there are two great quarterback prospects coming out next year's draft. And the Jets might have a decision to make. Personally, I think Sam Darnold is the franchise quarterback. But if he has another season where he has a big injury, if he doesn't show improvement, that idea has to be floated out there. So if a team like Dallas came to the Jets and said, we're going to trade you Michael Gallup, next year's first round pick, and a third round pick in the next draft or the following draft, if I'm the Jets, I have to consider it because it's a player, and now this is hypothetical, it's a player that... A, instantly helps the Jets next year. B, would help Sam Darnold's development next year. And C, if it doesn't work out, you still have a valuable young wide receiver to pair with Denzel Mims moving forward and having a good receiving core if you do decide to move on to another quarterback. The Jets 
it's Joe Douglas's job to figure out what is in the best interest of the New York Jets and the franchise, not in the interest of Jamal Adams. And I understand Jamal Adams was hurt by Joe Douglas taking calls. It's his job as the general manager. If a team came to the Jets and offered three first-round picks for Jamal Adams and Joe Douglas didn't pick up the phone, we would be killing Joe Douglas saying, wait a minute, those are three valuable picks for a safety? You have to consider all options in improving a football team. And I understand that Jamal Adams is beloved. I love Jamal Adams. I want to see him be a Jet for life. I think he is going to be a dynamic player for a long time. But here is the thing. Defensive players don't make the impact that quarterbacks and offensive players do in an offensive league. And when you look at teams that go all in on defense and overpay for defense, they're the teams that get locked into bad contracts and become less adaptable. They can't improve. They're stuck in bad contracts. Outside of Aaron Donald, can you name me a great defensive contract over the last five years? Most of them have been bad and teams are stuck. So if I'm the Jets, I do listen for offers for Jamal Adams. If one of these teams gives you a ridiculous offer where you could get an impactful defensive player, offensive player, and a great draft pick or two, you have to listen to them. And for Jamal, I understand that you deserve to be paid. I am behind you 100% that you deserve to be the highest paid safety in the league. I completely get it. But you also have to understand the optics right now. You have over 20% unemployment in America right now. You have people all around the world taking pay cuts. And you want to get a max deal. It's just the timing is not great. And I'd also like to point this out to Jamal too. The two most impactful players in your draft class who have changed their franchises the most, they haven't been paid yet. That's Patrick Mahomes and that's Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson's turned the Texans into a perennial playoff team, and Patrick Mahomes is an MVP, just won a Super Bowl, and is likely going to be the best quarterback in the league for the next decade. I understand Jamal is great, but he is not that impactful of a player compared to those two, and they haven't even been paid yet. Like I said before, he keeps going back to Christian McCaffrey. Why did the Panthers pay him early? Because they had the cap space because they didn't have Cam Newton anymore. But more importantly, if you look at that deal, they have front-loaded it. They can get out of that contract by the time he is 27. You cannot tell me that they looked at the Todd Gurley contract and said, let's pay him early now while he's still healthy and create a loophole so if he gets banged up, we can dump him. Because you look, if he was to stay a Panther all through that extension, he would have been 29. And we all know the ball for running backs is 30. So the Panthers are saying, this is a position where running backs, they don't last long. Let's pay him early. Safeties last longer in the NFL than running backs. But you can make the case that McCaffrey is more valuable as a player because he's a great running back and wide receiver for a young quarterback. Where Jamal Adams is an impactful defensive player. People are going to listen to this and think that I don't think Jamal Adams is a great player. I think Jamal Adams is one of the top 10 most talented football players on the planet right now. In terms of 
what he can do at his position. He is absolutely incredible, but he's a defensive player in a quarterback and offensive-driven league. And if the Jets overpay him, they're going to be stuck in bad contracts. I mean, they've been lucky because Sam Darnold's on a rookie deal, but when he gets paid, you're going to have that cap hit and Jamal Adams. It's going to be tough to get players. So if a team comes into this and overpays the Jets for Jamal Adams and offers an absurd deal, Joe Douglas has to consider it. And all avenues have to be open at this point. But once again, I started off by saying this, and I'll wrap by saying this. A player can demand a trade. That doesn't mean he's getting traded. To me, I think this is more a shot across the bow and putting pressure on the Jets. But it's also opening up the door for the Jets to say, okay, if we get the right offer, we could possibly move on. This isn't the end of the Jets and Jamal Adams story. But I do think we are moving into a very critical chapter for both of them. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest New York Jets and Jamal Adams news from us here. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss any of this throughout the summer. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.